Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What is up, Jen Merlin? Hey, Monica. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. What kind of trouble you've been into lately? <laughs> There's this uh, thing that I saw. I, I went to some Irish bar last night. Of course you did. No, I didn't drink, though. Oh, excuse me. I know. Are you all right? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. But it was something about like, when you see that glint in like an Irish person's eye, like, you know, they're up to trouble. Like, yeah, yeah I can see that. That's can see you. That. Are you Irish? Oh, yeah. M- McMurtlin? I guess so. I think we shall now call you Jen McMurtlin. Do it. I love it. You're Irish too, aren't you? You're a mutt. Uh, I'm a mutt. You got some Irish in there. Yep, I'm quite sure of it. Mickey Shout Mickey. out to all our Irish friends. Where are our listeners in Ireland? Oh my gosh. We've got to well, get Maybe somebody. after this episode, we'll get them. Maybe we'll do that for uh, St. Patrick's Day or something. I like it. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. We really appreciate you being here. And today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this. Where does the job of a realtor begin and where does it end? (laughs) (laughs) Where does the job of a realtor begin and where does it end? Merlin, take it away. What do you got on this? Well, oh God. I don't even remember how this question came up. This makes my hair turn gray. (laughs) But I think it's like, you know, you see all these posts about all these agents that are like, doing all these crazy things for their client. And it's like, I'm sorry, are you their real estate agent? Are you their butler? Like, what are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are you are the, you the guy? Nanny? They're like cutting grass. They're like, and I can understand in like some markets, right? Like it's like, a, I mean, but I don't know. Even if you have like a second home market, which mm-hmm. we don't have here. Nobody mm-hmm. wants a second home in Ohio. It's no. Cincinnati, Correct. Ohio. Correct. Along the river, the dirty river. The dirty river. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So like, even if you have a second home market, that could be like part of your package. Like, here's the things that you will need. Here's my contacts. Like, you know what I mean? Like the grass Mm -hmm. cutter, if there's grass, the palm tree clipper, I don't know, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't, I just, I don't know. I'm not a stager. I'm not a photographer. I don't cut grass. I'm not cleaning your house. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I mean, you're a concierge realtor. What do you think? I'm a concierge realtor in that I customize things for people, you know, strategies and plans and approaches, but I am now I have cleaned out a pool before I have taken a pool cover off. Like I have done things when they needed to be accomplished and Mm -hmm. the seller couldn't. That is the exception versus the rule for me. I think sometimes we have to do, do you exhaust like all possibilities. Cause sometimes people will just ask you for things because they're used to you saying yes, or it's easier. Mm-hmm. So like, how Very do you true. say no to a client? Oh, I, get, do you have I give them the resources. I give them the resources. Hey, here are three people that can call. Maybe they can help. Okay. No, hey, I, I think Monica, can, can you, um, 
Can you change the batteries and all the smoke detectors? We, as you know, where we are moving out, where you moved out of town and you're selling mm-hmm. the house. But oh my gosh. I would easy. love to do that. I make a little too much money. I don't know that you would want me to go over and do that because oh. I don't think you could afford my, <laughs> me doing you that. You did not say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I really would love to say that. <laughs> I do not say that. I do not say that. It just depends on the situation. If if I, Usually by then I know a little bit about the dynamics of who's in town and whatever, right. or if they have a relationship with a neighbor or whatever. And I would make that recommendation. If there was absolutely nothing, I mean, aside from somebody walking through that house with freaking beeping smoke alarms, then I'm going to go over and take care of it. How are you going to get your ladder there, girl? I have a ladder. I have a car that fits the ladder. Oh, okay. Well, it's just a little SUV thing. I don't have a car that fits any ladders. Easily say I can't. I don't. I don't have the ability to do that. (laughs) Right? But you probably have a handyman at your fingertips, don't you? Yes. So would you? Well, I know. Like I had a client. They don't usually ask me to do weird things because I'm okay saying no. Yeah. Or you know, but like I had a client that was like, "Hey, can you pull the trash cans?" Because they were gone already. He's like, "Hey, can you pull the trash cans down and like back or whatever." And it was like a 40, it's like 40 minutes away from me. And uh, I was like, do you have a friend that's a neighbor? Like, doesn't that make more sense? He was like, we really don't. I was like, what? <laughs> like, you have no friends, man? Come on. And so did you go do it? I did it. Well, Alan did it. Alan did it, <laughs> of course. Well, you have an Alan, you have a handyman. Exactly. <laughs> happens but to like, be licensed. I'm trying to think of like some of the stories that I've heard too, because it's so... Interesting. I think the most common thing that agents get themselves into is that they'll stage, they'll stage the property or they'll do some type of staging consultation. They'll take pictures themselves. They'll, you know, things like that. And it's like, why, why, why are you doing that? Well, I guess it depends on if that's one of your offerings and maybe you're charging a premium, maybe charging 7%. And doing some staging, and if if you're good at that, and that is an area you excel in, and you know you can make them more money. I mean, maybe, but I would doubt that that's what's happening. You think they're just kind of putting that hat on? Like you remember the commercial where the guy pulls up to the house and he gets out, and he's got his like stogie, and he rips off the magnetic sign that said roofs, and t- and then he puts the new one on, and it says windows, and he goes, "Today we do windows." No, I never saw that. What was that for? Um, I don't know, but it was a long time ago. Basically, the whatever it was for was either for a roofing or a winding. Like don't. Don't get some handyman that's not specialized. We're specially. Well, and that, I like that because that's like the point here, right? It's like, mm-hmm. the, I think that people get confused about that real estate, like our job is actually, it's sales. Mm-hmm. It is a sales job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like while you're taking pictures and doing a staging consultation, I'm calling the neighbors to see who they know that want to live in the neighborhood. I'm Mm -hmm. calling and trying to, I'm calling wherever the buyers live now and seeing if they want to move up. I'm calling agents and saying, Hey, look, the MLS said you in reverse prospecting said you had a client that matched this criteria. So like, what is actually better for your client? Mm -hmm. But I mean, Mm -hmm. but some people are bold. I, I get it. For anything. But here's here's an area that's similar, I think, to where you and I kind of agree on this is I have a practice in my business that if there's an out of town client, mm-hmm. I will charge an additional half percent because I'm crystal clear that I'm going to be doing things that I wouldn't normally. That's do. a great idea. 
I just have that out of town feature. And that at least gives us the conversation like or something like that yeah, too, kind for, of depending. Right. Cause I'm going to be running over there. So what is that? I'm going to make sure the lights are off. I'm going to okay. be meeting a contractor over there. I'm going to be doing a lot of extra interactions mm-hmm. time-wise. And if you want me to do that, I am happy to do it. I do charge a half a percent additional for that. If you have friends and family here that you know you can rely on, then we don't need to do that. I just like to have this conversation up front to know what the expectation so is. So you just tell them, hey, if I'm going to be, here's what I can do, but this is the charge, or do you have somebody that can do this? And then this would be the fee. That's right. And I just say my experience tells me after 18 years that when an out of town, when my client is out of town, I'm going to have a lot more interaction with the house and with, you know, physical interaction with. Right. So like Mm -hmm. that about like about how many times are you like going to the house you think on average more with like like what does that cover? I would say it's probably you know a half dozen to a dozen times more. I you know depending if they're out of town. I mean just depends if you're letting people in and letting contractors in after the inspection negotiations have happened and they're not there. I need to get my calculator out because that doesn't sound like enough money. It might not be. And and maybe sometimes I'm coming out ahead and maybe sometimes I'm not, but at least I actually, what it does is it gives you an opportunity to have that discussion. And But you could also have some type of like runner person that helps with that. And you could say, you could even be like, in my experience, it's helpful if we hire this person or this service or whatever to do that, because you have a huge opportunity cost there doing that type of work. I know you're making money for it, but it's kind of like, depends on, I don't know. Well, I think it also depends if I'm, if I'm working on a million dollar house and I'm going to make $30,000, I'm a lot more happy to go over and run a few errands over to their house than I am mm-hmm. on a, you know, $125,000 house. Let's just be real. There are financial right. sort of yeah. boundaries there. Sure. You know? Sure. And that could be like, if you do your math, if you need help with math, please call me. No one will set you more straight on math than Merlin. Yes. No, but yeah. I mean, I think you make good points. I want to take this in a little different direction, though. In my mind, I love that we talked about that because I think agents should set boundaries on that, or at least, hey, will you be needing me outside of my traditional real estate, right? whatever? And, oh, well, what does that mean? And then at least you talk about it. But Good idea. I want to talk about a little bit more from the idea that agents really think that their job as a real estate agent is to get somebody from you know, first conversation to the closing table. Okay. That's when I'm acting like a realtor. All right. I'm writing contracts. I'm showing houses, whatever. We've talked in other episodes that I think your job is to do the lead generation and the attraction. And then those things are a result of your job, right? One thing I see missing from our industry is the idea that we can be a real estate agent for people post close and we can be a real estate agent for people who are not buying houses from us meaning we can still relationships we can still be a resource no it's a resource we can be the person they go to for that information we can Mm -hmm. come from contribution about data of the market that's how you become their real estate agent that's true so I like to think of it as like past tense versus present tense agent. And the more people you are a present tense agent, meaning they say, Jen is my agent Mm -hmm. versus Jen was my agent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like the more people that use that language, that present tense language around you today as an agent, the more business you're going to have. 
And so yeah. I had an agent once say, you know, your financial planner requires that you meet with them once a year about your investment. Why wouldn't I, on the anniversary of their purchase, say, hey, would you like to get together and look at what the oh market is? Oh my God, what a great idea. Freaking genius. <laughs> I love it. Right? And so now you are their consultant for the investment. You're thought of differently. You're not fucking bringing ladders over or whatever. No, that's um, perfect. I love that. I'm going to do that. Look I at you and your good points. Well, it wasn't agents, I'll give, I'll feel all that. Good, full credit to Gail Rothmiller. She asked that question in a a coaching group that hey, I was Gail. I know. Hey, Gail. <laughs> uh, well, you have to tag her in this one. Oh, oh, yeah. shout out. And it was just brilliant. It was just a mindset shift on, it went along with this idea that I really do want to be an agent today for somebody that maybe hasn't bought a house from me yet. Right. Because I know if I hold that position, I'm getting that deal. So, okay. So I, how are you doing that? You're saying like being a resource, like give us some examples of that. Cause your example of like, you know, doing a once a year analysis or whatever makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But even if it's every couple years, whatever, right? But like, what, what is- So that's for past clients, you know, making sure you're providing them information if if a school levy passes or something that affects the value of the home, like they should be getting that. You could even Um, do that for with your sphere. Yep, for sure. I know you've lived in this house, like for how many ever years? And it's common that people start to think about moving around this time, and generally to my clients, we do this analysis. Do you want to do one too? Be happy to do one for you as well. Yeah. But the other thing is as simple as just posting every day about real estate and um, informing, educating, and demonstrating what you do for a living. Right. I have people that would call me their agent, even though we I have never sold them a house. <laughs> Because I am the one that provides them information about this market, right. about staging, funny, you know, you and I both memes. like to post funny memes or like crappy pictures we see in bad MLS photos or whatever. <laughs> We're still providing that link right. to me as their real estate consultant. Right, right, right. And you it, know? yeah, I mean, shout out to Ghost Poster, your product that we use that actually we have, um, they can get it. What's that? They can get Ghost Poster. They can get Ghost Poster? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how I started putting like, because, you know, I mean, well, you know, maybe the audience doesn't know, but I don't, didn't know how to use a computer or Facebook or anything a couple years ago. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then I went, I then I moved out of the country and I was like, oh shit, I should learn how to right. make a computer. <laughs> right. Right. And look what you did from all over the world. You stayed connected with people. Right. Yeah. But like, right, like to your point, I mean, we weren't getting, we were getting a lot of sphere of influence, but it wasn't as much as we did when we started using ghost poster and doing like the postings every day, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. and it was people that were in my sphere, but had never used me or people mm-hmm. that I didn't even know, but they were friends mm-hmm. on Facebook mm-hmm. asking questions and then wanting to meet and talk about their house. So that definitely yeah. does help. And we have to remind people every single day because guess what? We're not the center of their universe. What? And they forget about us. What? What? Yes. <laughs> we have to remind people every day. And that's where I kind of took this conversation is where does our job begin and end? I don't think it ever ends. If you want more business, you have to show up like a realtor all the time to right. everybody. Right. So I love the angle we took in the beginning because I think that's also a really important <laughs> like boundaries to set. Stop and it. 
important. <laughs> um, right. And some of us do more of that than we should, but it's also a mindset of, you know, just knowing that you can be a realtor to everybody. You don't have to sell them a house. No, that's true. I really like that. But I think like part of that is defining what is it that is your job and what do you do? And part of defining what you do do is clarifying what you don't do. And then exactly. if you think that you're going to be asked that, then go ahead and, you know, have a solution for it, mm -hmm. for the mm -hmm. question ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I it's like great. It. And maybe in that listing consultation, you're saying, hey, outside of my standard role, here, which would be X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. what do you think you might need from me? Are you right. available during the day? Do you have family? Do you have friends? Or am I going to be uh, expected to, to help there? Because I do have an offering for that, but it is, you know, a little higher percentage. Right. Cool. I like it. Well, All right. let's go back to our corner, shall we? I think we should. Let's have some tea. Let's do a spot of tea. Spot of tea. All right. Well, we'll um, head back to our corner and you will hear a word from some of our partners. And when we return, we will have the final punches. Hi, guys. It's Monica Weekly, the founder of GhostPoster.com. Hey, have you ever wondered what should I post today? I know I need to post on Facebook about real estate. I just don't know what to post. If you've ever thought about that, GhostPoster.com solves that for you. Fresh new ideas in your email every day and a library of hundreds of real estate related posts that'll help you earn more referrals, save time, brand yourself, get great engagement and eliminate all the stress. Go to ghostposter.com, use code Fight Club to get $50 off your annual membership. That's G H O S T P O S T R.com. I have always had a coach, and sometimes even two or three at the same time. But a couple of months ago, I was feeling stuck. Like I felt unmotivated or burnt out or something. It just wasn't right. And I knew that I needed to find a coach. So I started my search. I went all over the internet. I went to all the Facebook groups. I asked all my friends who they use. And I finally found John Kitchens. And since working with him, I have gotten my mojo back. He holds me accountable. He keeps me focused. He drives results. And I am excited to announce that he's stepped up and partnered with us on this podcast. So if you're looking to get your mojo back, head over to coachkitchens.com, click on book a call and use code fight club to get a free business assessment. Welcome back. Let's get back inside the ring to this battle, which was maybe just more of a sparring, I would say. It was, I mean, I think you made more points, better points than I did. So I'm oh. going to concede. Oh, thanks. But you did jab me a little bit because of my concierge service approach. I, it's just because I'm hostile. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> All right. Did you talk to anybody else about this? Did we take it out onto the streets? Yeah, we did take it out onto the streets. So stay tuned for that. And I did get some funny stories, but not everybody wanted to share. On oh, really? The, yeah, they didn't want to go like live and share. They were I concerned. But yeah, there's there's been some funny stories. I'd love to hear like people's stories about what clients asked them to do. Like oh my gosh. the weirdest, we should have a prize for the weirdest story. We should. Yes, we should. Remember to go to our Facebook page, Real Estate Fight Club Podcast, and uh, let us know if you have a story you want to share. We'd love to either get you on as a guest or uh, just hear about it on the Facebook page, but exactly. So right, Jen, what do you think um, are healthy boundaries for agents to put up? 
Well, I think anything that is not sales related, I think there needs to be, like you said, there needs to be some type of solution. I'm not 100% on board with um, charging additional commission or an extra fee to fill that solution. I don't think it should be you. I think that there's a better use of your time. And I know that there's a fee associated with it, but I just don't think it's probably not enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it needs to be a person. Then you should have resources uh, to offer them, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was thinking on the break when we were on the break from our partner message, um, I was thinking about estate attorneys because you and I often talk about raising the level of professionalism in our mm-hmm. industry. And, you know, I often go to the medical or, or law uh, industry right. and, you know, you'd never see your um, estate attorney coming to help clean out the house. Um, no. Right. They right. don't do that. Right. So why the F do we? Right. 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 It's true. I just had a little aha around that. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you need to get a person instead so of charging. <laughs> so thank you. So my angle was, I, I agree with you. I think we need to have that conversation, set the boundaries, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, don't be afraid to just be the resource for those things. But mm-hmm. my angle is thinking about your job as a real estate agent is never really over if you're providing information and coming from contribution. And so there really is never any a beginning or an end, though. Just, you're a circle. We're just a circle of information. Or is it an infinity? What are you? It's I think an you're infinity. A <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like it. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor and like and subscribe and follow and all the things. And share. Share it with your friends. Share it. Especially if they're in Ireland. Give us some Ireland listeners. Yes. Because Jennifer McMurtland and Monica McWeekly are in the house. (laughs) Oh, oh, weekly. You can be oh, weekly. Oh, oh, weekly. Oh, weekly. I like it. Do you know what's Irish and stays out all night? Patty O Furniture. <laughs> Are you a dad? <laughs> that was like joke. a dad joke. A total dad that joke. was actually super funny. I like okay, it. Thank you. Thank y'all. <laughs> um, and uh, of course, You probably already know by now, but we are on Clubhouse Thursdays at noon Eastern time. So please join us there and you can yell at us in person if we bring you on stage. Clubhouse is a weird thing. Clubhouse is interesting. I don't know. Anyway, and if you have any questions about EXP or you're interested in finding out more, please call me at 513-400-1691. Thanks, Monica. My pleasure. I'll see you next time, Mert. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Hey, everyone. I am here with Chris Sieberhus. Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. That last name is tough. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, you know, it's just the one they gave me. So that, I learned it. That's how it works. Some people do change their last name, though. There was this um, couple that I met that when they got married, they combined their last names and, but not like a hyphen, like they combined them and then they both changed their name to the new combination. That just seems not okay. I don't know. Is that, can you, I, I suppose you can, but I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. So like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so right. Chris is a top producing agent at Remax in Minnesota. That's right. Water bubblers. Is that the bubbler? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, and you are a tiebreaker, Chris. So, I mean, not really. Okay. This one's not really like, we didn't really necessarily fight about it, but we're talking about the role of a realtor 
and where it like ends basically like what do you has a client ever asked you to do like something weird where you're like that is not in my job description yeah i, I think yeah definitely definitely i'm assuming you're looking for an example <laughs> i'll take one thing right? yeah all right cool so uh a good example would be you know so we sell a lot of lake homes in my market right the land of ten thousand plus lakes so we sell lake homes and uh, one of my clients thought it would be appropriate for me to go basically clean their beach oh. prior to a showing. And to clean a beach in Minnesota, depending on the lakefront, could be a few hours of manicuring the sand, picking up weeds that have washed in, and you know, maybe pulling some weeds. And yeah, no, that's you don't have some they didn't have somebody that like does that regularly for them? Uh, these particular clients did not. This was something they enjoyed doing. And when I'm in a suit and tie and it's, you know, 85 and humid, I am not going to shovel weeds. No. No. If it was 70 degrees, would you do it? I don't think so. I don't even do my own, right? Like I live on the lake. I don't do mine. I I have children to do that. Yeah. So I assume they were like out of town or something like that, right? What's that? Those people were like out of town or something. No, they were at work, right? They were at oh. work for the day and we got a showing, you know, like 9 a.m. Somebody's like, hey, I'd love to see the home at 1 p.m. So what do and, you do, like, if somebody asks you to do something outside of, like, what you feel is, like, it's too much of an ask? Like, how, how do you approach that? What do you say? You know, I would just simply tell them, I, I believe in direct communication, right? I mean, direct, be direct, be honest. Right. And I would just simply say, Hey, that's outside of the scope of my duties. You know, I'm not doing that. You know, I'll run over there quick, throw on lights and, you know, make sure that is presentable, you know, pull up the trash can or something like that. But I'm not, you know, hanging drywall, shoveling snow, shoveling weeds, I mean, cutting grass. It's just not. No, no. I mean, I don't call my dentist and like, Hey, before you clean my teeth, do you mind, uh, grabbing my, you know, taking the garbage out for me. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Why do you think that like sometimes they ask agents to do sellers or buyers ask agents to do weird things? Yeah. I guess my deep answer would be that I I feel like a lot of agents probably aren't skilled enough at time of presentation and they promise the moon. They promise everything to secure business and then ultimately get themselves in some sort of pickle that they have to follow through on. So how are you like, when you say, saying it like at the presentation, listen presentation, is there something that you're saying that's like, here's what I do, here's what I don't do? Or do you think it's just them over-promising? Um, I do feel like there's a lot of over-promising in, yeah. our, in our business, right? There's a lot of over-promising with a, a fair amount of under-delivering, which is sad, right? I'd much rather see it the other way. And uh, that's true. One of, my, um, one of my first assistants, because I kind of used to be like that, like over promise. She would, like, every time I came in with a listing, she would be like, okay, now what did you promise them? And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> like, I did yeah, right? all this crazy shit. And just because she <laughs> had to be the one that like delivered it. You know what I mean? It was so funny. And then I finally learned my lesson. Stop it. Exactly. Right. So we all learn with experience, but yeah, I mean, I have a very specific plan of action Mm -hmm. and these are the steps that are going to be implemented to sell your home. What do you think about agents that, cause kind of how I took this question was like agents 
that do things like the job of a real estate agent in my head is to like generate leads, negotiate the contracts, things like that. It's not what it's not is anything outside of like selling the house. So it's not um, everything we talked about here, but it's also not staging. It's not taking pictures. It's right. Like, what do you think? Yeah. Do you agree. Okay. So like, what do you think about agents that do that? And they like, they, I think, think it's part of their job. Yeah. Uh, same thing. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, it, I think there's a growth process, right? I mean, I think about when I started this business, we lacked a lot of training. There wasn't a tremendous amount of guidance, whether it was from my broker or even outside of, you know, my, my office, so to speak. Yeah. So you're kind of thrown to the wolf pack, right? And you're like, Hey, good luck. Figure it out. Gotta like figure and, out your process and like what you, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you got to kind of create your own systems and then it becomes a financial, like, Hey, can I afford a photographer? Can I afford the sign guy? Can I afford a runner? So, I mean, at the end of the day, how long does it take to sink in that you're running your own business and you got overhead and you got expenses and, um, but yeah, I would totally agree. I mean, I, my clients do not want me taking photos. I promise you, like <laughs> my wife gives me this, Hey, we take a picture of us at the fair. And I take a picture and she's like, you just yeah. did the worst photo ever. Everyone's <laughs> eyes are shut and you, you got our shoes. And I'm like, I thought I nailed that one. <laughs> Right. Like, so I think too, like, let's say you are a photographer, it would be so easy to like have that as part of like the process. Right. But I would argue, I mean, you had said like, can I, you know, can I afford a photographer, blah, blah, blah. But I would argue like, can you afford not to have one? Because if, if you are a photographer also and a real estate agent, or you were a photographer before, you're probably spending way too much time taking the pictures which is taking away from the time from selling the house, which is actually the real job. Which is our objective, right? Our objective is. is to get the home sold for the most amount of money. Yes. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you there, you know? So again, my objective is to get the home sold and right. for the most amount of money possible in a reasonable amount of time. Right. So. Or get um, them what they want if they want terms, but yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I don't know why, you know, you would want me spending two hours photographing the house or same thing. Staging is right. not, a, I have that person, you know, I'll call her up. She's awesome. She'll right. take care of that. Yeah. yeah. We've been using um, box Brownie for like virtual staging. Oh. Have you used them before? Okay. Uh, I've heard of them. I've never used them. It's really great because like staging is awesome. I mean, everybody knows like when the house looks better, like it feels better. Right. Yeah. Like people. But, um, I mean, you just don't have time for virtual for staging right now. Cause it's like, by the time they get there, the furniture is going to have to be taken out and you're paying all this money. Whereas like the virtual pictures are cool, but yeah, yeah, no, that's a good strategy. And we've implemented, I don't know that I've ever done box brownie, but we've looked at virtual staging on vacant yeah. properties and things like that for sure. Cool. Well, I really appreciate you being on. It sounds like, it sounds like I won this one. Sorry, Monica. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Finally, I win. There you go. Chris, if people do have a referral for you in Minnesota, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So just give my cell phone a call. 612-816-4067. We would love to help take care of your referrals for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. This was fun. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics. 